Well, good morning to you. <clears throat> it is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google uh, those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Again, I really appreciate you. I really do. Thank you so much for coming. It's very nice of you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Uh, and you can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me, or send me a story, or argue with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. <clears throat> so let's start with uh, Russia and Ukraine today. I'm trying to <clears throat> warm up my voice here. Um, did you notice the timing of Russia's announcement that they were leaving Kherson? Did you, did you notice anything particular about that? Putin did not want to announce it before the U.S. election because he did not want to boost the Democrats and Biden. Because Republicans would be better for him. After all, Republicans are in love with Viktor Orban, who supports Putin. Right? Who, who, is, who is basically a propaganda arm of Putin. And Republicans love him, Viktor Orban. <clears throat> uh, Ukraine has said retreating Russian forces are blowing up bridges and roads as they pull back from Kherson. Uh, presidential advisor Alexei Arestovich said they are moving out, but not as much as would be taking place if it was a full pullout or regrouping. For the moment, we don't know their intentions. Will they engage in fighting with us? And will they try to hold the city of Kherson? They are moving very slowly. Human rights uh, group Amnesty International said, Russia probably committed crimes against humanity by conducting deportations of Ukrainian civilians from Russian-occupied areas to its other regions, and that the transfer of Ukrainians, including children, separated from their families is a violation of international humanitarian law. Uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy who sounds like he's from a Lord of the Rings novel, uh, said Russia's move to pull back troops from Kherson is a positive step. He said Russia's decision regarding Kherson is positive and important decision. Of course, I do not pr uh, uh, trust Erdogan as far as I can throw him. Uh, Ukraine signed a peace accord with uh, Southeast Asian nations, a largely symbolic act uh, that comes as Kyiv uh, seeks to shore up international support in isolating Russia. Ukrainian Foreign Ministry Dmitry Kuliba signed the treaty on amity and uh, cooperation in Southeast Asia as the annual summit of the Association of Southeast uh, Asian Nations, or ASEAN, got underway in uh, Phnom Penh, Cambodia, uh, which uh, I think China is heading over there next. Uh, Xi, Xi Jinping is heading over there. After Russia announced a retreat from Kherson, Mikhailo Polyak said on Twitter, uh, RF, uh, which is the Russian Federation, wants to turn Kherson into a city of death. Uh, military mines, RU military mines, everything they can, apartments, sewers, 
Uh, they're mining all over the place. Artillery on the left banks, plans to turn the city into ruins. This is what Russian world looks like. Uh, they came, robbed, celebrated, killed witnesses, left ruins, and left. Um, and it's not over yet. Uh, there's still the, the Novokovkovka Kav- uh, 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 dam uh, that may get blown by Russia. We'll see what happens. Ukrainian troops claim to have recaptured the town of Snerhurivka in the southern Mykolaiv region from Russian forces, uh, according to video footage published on social media and by Ukrainian national television. A soldier soldier shouted as civilians clapped and cheered. Uh, He said, today on November 10th, uh, of course he's speaking in uh, Ukrainian, Uh, Today, on November 10th, Snehurivka was liberated by the forces of the 131st Separate Intelligence Battalion. Glory to Ukraine. Which is what I say every every day, right? Slava Ukraine. That's what it means. Uh, Mykolaiv Governor Vitaly Kim said, We'll wait for uh, official information from the armed forces. uh, from myself, I can say that as of now, authorities of that district are already, let's say, close. Let's not lay our ca- cards open. We are preparing humanitarian aid, trucks with food, and Starlink satellite internet access, which uh, I guess has been uh, cut off for those regions. <clears throat> I guess uh, Russia was blocking uh, the regions that they were taking over. Ukrainian Army Chief Valery Zaluzny uh, Zal- uh, said that Ukrainian forces have advanced seven kilometers, which is like four and a half miles, a little bit more than four miles, in two directions in the south and captured 12 new settlements in the last 24 hours. He wrote in a post on Telegram, We can't yet confirm or deny the information of the so-called withdrawal of Russian occupation troops from Kherson. We continue to conduct the offensive operation in line with our plan. Zaluzny said um, Ukrainian, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I think I have the nye correct. (laughs) Zaluzny said uh, Ukrainian forces had advanced in the direction from uh, Provomaisk toward Kherson and Petropavlivka toward uh, Novorysk, roughly parallel to the Dnieper River. And if you could follow that, you're better than me. Uh, the UN's nuclear watchdog uh, chief, uh, who is, of course, uh, what's his name, Rafael Grossi, uh, uh, he said, <clears throat> attempts to persuade Russia and Ukraine to install a protection area around the Zaporizhia nuclear plant are very complicated. On the sidelines of the COP27 climate conference in Egypt, IAEA chief Rafael Grossi said, it's taking awfully long and I am the first to be impatient, but I cannot afford to lose patience. It's a very complicated negotiation because it is between two countries at war and where there are actually no negotiations between them. Uh, Grossi has been in touch with the president of both Russia and Ukraine. He added, I'm trying to bring these two um, 
uh, uh, countries to accept the concept of protecting this nuclear power plant. Russia's foreign ministry says that it has summoned the Latvian ambassador over what it said was the demolition of Soviet-era monuments, which has been going on all over uh, the Eastern Bloc. Uh, The foreign ministry said a strong protest was issued to the head of the Latvian diplomatic mission in connection with the ongoing policy of state vandalism, they're calling it vandalism, in Latvia to dismantle Soviet memorials. In August, Latvia took down a Soviet area monument in the capital city, Riga, despite protests from the Baltic state's ethnic Russian minority to keep it. And we did that story a while back, if you remember. Japanese car maker Mazda is pulling out of its joint venture in Russia after stopping operations earlier this year. It said in a statement, uh, Mazda stopped shipping parts to Russia in March and ended operations in uh, the following month uh, due to the situation in Ukraine that arose in February. Uh, The company said it signed an agreement last month to transfer all of its equity interest in the uh, Russian business to its joint venture partners, Solars. Uh, The statement said, although the company has continued discussions with Solars, it sees no path to restarting the business. I used to have an RX-7. Great. Wankel engine. Wankel engine. You don't see Wankel engines anymore. Uh, It's hard. They don't last uh, more than like five or six years. Well, they they can last a long time. Uh, But you can't repair the engine itself you got to take the whole thing apart to repair it it's it's very and it's because it's so simple believe it or not but it's a big pain to repair engines um biden oh now that i have your attention let's move on (laughs) to the rest of the world let's try to fix the world anyway uh biden will be headed to bali Indonesia, ahead of the G20 uh, meeting there. Uh, Biden plans to discuss a range of geopolitical uh, challenges next week in his first face-to-face meeting as president with uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping since he was inaugurated. A senior Biden administration official said, we expect this meeting to be an in-depth and substantive conversation between the leaders aimed at better understanding one one another's priorities and intentions. I expect the president will be honest about a number of our concerns. Uh, the meeting uh, between uh, the two leaders will take place Monday ahead of the G20 summit. Uh, the official said that Biden will raise concerns about harmful economic practices uh, Chinese activity that threatens peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait, as well as our long-standing concerns about human rights violations. It's not going to be an easy discussion, I'm sure of it. Uh, Biden told reporters at the White House yesterday that he wants to address the mounting tensions between Washington and Beijing. Uh, Biden said, uh, what I want to do with him when we talk is lay out what each of our red lines are and understand what he believes to be in critical in the critical national interest of China, what I know to be the critical interest of the United States, and determine whether or not they conflict with one another. It is going to be a difficult conversation. Uh, The State Department had an announcement today. I was watching it, but I didn't really keep track. It was about Biden uh, uh, talking with uh, Xi. The Russian embassy has said that Putin will not attend in person 
uh, the summit of the leaders from the group, group of 20 nations in Bali next week. Yulia Tomskaya, the chief of protocol at the embassy, said Putin will be represented by Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov. Um, is he Lapdog or is that a different Lavrov? Anyway, uh, Tomskaya added that Putin uh, is still deciding if he will join one of the meetings virtually. Uh, Putin's decision not to attend the G20 summit in person saves him the embarrassment of being confronted or shunned by other world leaders over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I have a feeling he'll probably uh, get in a meeting with uh, Saudi Arabia. That's my guess, you know, because the oil company is there to discuss uh, environmental issues like they give a shit. Uh, U.S. President Joe Biden, <clears throat> who was attending the summit, said in March Russia should be re ejected from the G20, um, uh, uh, which is comprised of uh, the U.S. and 19 of the world's major economies and the European Union. Uh, including the European Union. Senior members of Biden's administration have walked out of G20 events where Russian delegates are present. When asked if he would meet Putin one-on-one -on -one in Bali during an, uh, an interview last month, Biden said he did not see a good reason to do so, but it would depend on specifically what he wanted to talk about. Biden said if Putin wanted to discuss uh, the jailed American basketball player Brittany Griner, then he would be open to talking. Uh, Zelensky has said that Ukraine would not take part in the G20 summit if Putin attends. Uh, the Ukrainian president is expected to join the meetings virtually. Uh, Beijing has not officially confirmed whether she will, uh, President Xi will attend the summit or meet with Biden. But yesterday, Biden told new, a news conference at the White House following the midterm elections that he will be having talks with Xi in Bali, whether it's direct or uh, online or whatever. I don't know. After the G20, Xi will attend the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation uh, Summit in Bangkok, which kicks off next Friday, according to Thailand's uh, foreign ministry. So I guess... Um, she won't be going to Asian, A-S-E-A-N. <clears throat> uh, we hope the world leaders will do the right thing at this COP27, but it's not going well. Uh, of course, all the smallest nations with the, uh, that have contributed the least to, to global warming are the ones that are being destroyed. Their islands are going underwater. Um, a lot of talk at COP27, but it's what's going on behind the scenes that's making people question what good it will do. A data analysis of the United Nations provisional attendance list for uh, the closely watched conference shows, and this is according to uh, Corporate Accountability, Corporate Europe Observatory, and Global Witness. It shows that 636 fossil fuel lobbyists, lobbyists have been registered at the talks up 25% from last year's COP26 conference in Glasgow. I gotta ask, why are they even allowed there? I mean, if, if we were at a health conference, and somebody pointed this out, if we were at a health conference would you uh, that was talking about limiting tobacco's use, would, would you allow tobacco lobbyists there? Right? What the hell? 
there are more fossil fuel lobbyists registered at COP27 than any single national delegation with the exception of the United Arab Emirates, which in itself is a fuel lobbyist. <sighs> it's election week. <clears throat> which means not much news or politics other than the election. So I haven't been covering much. We went international. Let's go home. Uh, there are still three Senate seats that we're waiting to hear about. And they are very close. As you know, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker are going to a runoff in Georgia next month with about 70% of the vote tallied. In Arizona, incumbent Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, Senator Mark Kelly maintains a five-point lead over Republican challenger Blake Masters. But election officials in Democratic-heavy uh, Maricopa County Arizona's most populous county have said it would take until at least Friday to tally the hundreds of thousands of remaining votes. I will say that in that area, it is mostly Democratic. Uh, In fact, I think I already did say that. In Nevada, about 80% of the vote has been tallied where Republican Adam Lazalt, Laxalt, has a slight edge over Democratic incumbent Senator uh, Catherine Cortez Masto. Now, I think she's she's at 47.2% and he's at 48.9%, I believe, which is like one and a half percentage points. It's like 30,000 votes, I think, something like that. Um, but late arriving mail-in ballots, especially in Democratic strongholds of Clark and Washoe counties that have yet to be counted, could still tilt, tip the scales for Masto, but it's going to be extremely close. Extremely close. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, Senate is currently 49 to 48 for the called races. Uh, Republicans in the lead with 49, but I think at least two more seats will go Democratic and possibly all three that are left. Dems need two of uh, uh, these these next two in in um, uh, in Arizona and Nevada, uh, so they don't have to worry about Georgia. But we still need to worry about Georgia. We need 51 seats, so Joe Manchin has no power, as you know. That would take away all of his power. So, in Arizona. And in fact, even if Joe Manchin decided not to vote with the Democrats, but, but abstained from voting, the Democrats would win all the time because it would be 50 to 49. Uh, in Arizona, that psycho, Carrie Lake, is still behind uh, uh, Katie Hobbs, uh, uh, and Katie Hobbs' lead is slowly growing as of 7 this morning Pacific. Doesn't look good for Katie Hobbs. Uh, this is for the governorship of um, of uh, Arizona. But things could change, though not likely. I'm sure uh, Carrie Lake will uh, add more lawsuits because she she's a well-known election denier and she will continue to say that someone cheated just like Trump because she's a big, big old uh, Trump whore, I'll call her. And you know what? I don't use the C word very often. But Carrie Lake is a C word. She really is. I can't stand her. In the House, 
about a dozen or so seats are in play. I'm not watching them. I'm not really watching very carefully because I'm pretty sure Republicans are going to take it anyway. But there's one seat I am watching. That right-wing psycho, Lauren Boebert, who was trailing by a thinner margin than any race in the country. This morning, she was trailing by 64 votes. 64. And who says your vote doesn't count? Right? Who says your vote doesn't count? This could really go down to the wire. Uh, If you live in Los Angeles, and some of you don't, I know, that's okay. I live in Los Angeles. I have to touch on this. Uh, We still don't know who will be the mayor of Los Angeles. Now, Los Angeles has uh, 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 the gross domestic product equals who are greater than most countries. Okay, so this is pretty big. Uh, the race between Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, uh, um, uh, former Congresswoman Karen Bass and business, businessman uh, Rick Caruso is too close to call. Uh, Rick Caruso is a, a builder. He builds apartment buildings. He builds shopping malls. He builds whatever, you know. Uh, And city council seat 13 between Mitch O'Farrell and Hugo Soto Martinez is too close to call. But O'Farrell is trailing. He's the incumbent. He is trailing, which makes me very happy. I cannot stand Mitch O'Farrell. I cannot stand him. He's a horrible person. Uh, And I voted against him last term, but he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't lose. Uh, D.C. attorney. Uh, a D.C. Attorney General, uh, Carl A. Racine, and a, uh, said a major announcement related to the commanders will be made today. Well, it happened. Now we think we know why Daniel Snyder announced he was selling the Washington Commanders, uh, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. I, the NFL wanted him out. The NFL told him he had to sell this crap because... There is a lot of garbage going on over there. A lawsuit uh, uh, was filed today against Dan Snyder by Carl Racine. Um, uh, uh, It was filed against Dan Snyder, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, the NFL, and others connected with a cover-up of misconduct at the front office of uh, the Washington Commanders including sexual harassment, all sorts of all sorts of stuff. I mean, you can, you can read about it in the news today. I'm not going to get into a lot of stuff. This is breaking and more will come out today, but uh, apparently this is really bad for Dan Snyder and the NFL. And they're they're going to lose their shirts. They're going to lose a lot of money in this. They are basically saying everyone conspired to cover up what was going on. So it's not good for the NFL. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Short one today, 24 minutes. uh, Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Thursday, November 10th, 2022. I truly appreciate you coming every day. Uh, Bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. Man, I do appreciate you. Thank you for coming. I'm Peter Lawrence. 
uh, reporting from Los Angeles.